to brothers of the word. Because brother, you need the word. And how many of you listening to me right now have trouble? You're in the lion's den. And you have lions coming after you in one form or another. And it isn't real lions, but they're beasts that are coming after you to tear your world apart. And, and, and some of you don't have lions, you just got people that lie on you. <laughs> and today I want to talk to you about some things and to bring you some knowledge that if you will heed what I will tell you today, they will keep the lions at bay and their mouth tied in your world if you'll just listen and if you will just heed the word of God today. Turn your Bibles to the book of Daniel, the sixth chapter, and I'm going to read for you the story of Daniel and the lion's den. Most Christians have heard the story, but I want to read it for you afresh so that you understand some things and you get some keys from Daniel that will be able to keep the lions at bay in your world. Daniel, the sixth chapter, beginning at the first verse, the King James Version. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom and hundred and twenty princes which should be over the whole kingdom, and over these three presidents, of whom Daniel was first, that the princes might give accounts unto them, and the king should have no damage. Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes, because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find none occasion nor fault for as much as he was faithful. Neither was there any error or fault found in him. Let me just paraphrase this, what this says. Basically what it says was Daniel was doing a good job and they couldn't find anything wrong with the job that he was doing. Turn to the person next to you and ask him, are you doing your job real good? You, you see, that's one of them first keys. They tried to find fault in the job that Daniel was doing, and they could find no fault. They went to him and said, well, let me see if he's getting to work on time. Not only was he on time, he was early. Are you getting to work on time? Just, just turn to the person and ask him, are you getting to work on time? See, see, sometimes... A lot of times we don't even have to go down the performance sheet. All you got to do is just look at the time card. You do it at 8 o'clock. You look at your time card, 810, 8.15, 8.12. All you got to do is just look at the time card. Because you sure cannot do your job if you're not there. So that's one of the first things is, is, is Daniel. See, see we, we, we hear and, and read all of these stories of great deliverances, but we don't understand this stuff behind. Daniel was doing a good, not only was he doing a good job, he was doing an excellent job. So many of us, we just do the minimum in everything we do. Whatever you do, people, you need to do a doggone smackdown excellent job. And you need to get down there early. 
So that's one of the they, they couldn't they looked at his work record and, and they could they couldn't find anything wrong with him. Then said these men, we shall not find any occasion against this Daniel. In other words, they said, look, he hadn't been late and he's not going to be late. That, that's what they said. This man, has a, he hadn't been late and he's not going to be late. See, some of us, all they got to say, look, they weren't late this week. Just give them this. Just wait, just wait next week. They, gonna, they, they didn't call in sick this week, but just, just, just wait until next week. They're they going to give, give, give them a few days. They said, he hadn't been late. And he's not going to be late. We shall not find any occasion against this Daniel except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Then these presidents and princes assembled together to the king and said thus unto him, King Darius, live forever. All the presidents of the kingdom, the governors and the princes, the counselors and the captains have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for 30 days, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. Basically what he is saying Look, anyone who prays to any other God other than you, O king, we're going to put him in the lion's den. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing that it be not changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Wherefore, King Darius signed the writing and the decree. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed and went into his house and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. Then they came near and spake before the king concerning the king's decree. Hast thou not signed a decree that every man that shall ask a petition of any God or man within 30 days, save of thee, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? The king answered and says, the thing is true, according to the law of the Persians, which altereth not. Then answered they and said before the king that Daniel, which is of the children of the captivity of Judah, regardeth not thee, O king, nor the decree that thou hast signed, but maketh his petition three times a day. They say, in other words, Daniel didn't give a hoot about the law you just signed. This man is still praying to his God three times a day, and he has ignored the decree, and he is still praying. Ask your neighbor, are you still praying? This, this man is still praying. Then the king, when he heard these words, was sore displeased with himself, and set his heart on Daniel to deliver him. And he labored to the going down of the sun to deliver him. Then these men assembled unto the king and said to the king, Know, O king, that the law of the Persians is that no decree nor statute with the king established may be changed. In other words, the king, the king didn't want to do this to Daniel. And he labored long and hard in modern terminology trying to find a loophole in the law. And they came back and said, look, King, there is no loophole. The law says, once it is written, according to the Medes and the Persians, it cannot be altered. You wrote that anyone who prayed to any other God other than you had to go in the lion's den. This man, Daniel, has been praying to his God. You can't change the law. You signed it. You got to put this man in the lion's den. Nothing you can do about it. 
Then these men, then the king commanded and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. Now the king spake and said unto Daniel, Thy God whom thou servest continually, he will deliver thee. Now, 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 the king was not even serving the Lord God Almighty because he said, Thy God. But the king evidently knew something. The king wasn't even serving the Almighty God. But, but he said, Look, Thy God, whom thou servest, is he, he going to take care. Do you know sometimes, even, even people who who not Christians, but they have seen something in you. They have seen the excellence. They have seen the faithful. They have seen God working in your life before. Even when they're not even Christians. Even when they don't know God. Even when they don't go to church. They know to go to if they ever need a prayer. Praise. Do you understand? They, they, they know who to go to. If they, there's something, even though they are not in the church, there's something about it. They know who has a life open to the Almighty God. The king said, look. I'm not even serving your God. He said, but thy God, the God that you've been praying to, he will deliver thee. And a stone was brought and laid upon the mouth of the den. And the king sealed it with his own signet and with the signet of his lords that the purpose might not be changed concerning Daniel. Then the king went to his palace and passed the night fasting. Neither were instruments of music brought before him, and his sleep went from him. Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste unto the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king spake and said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God, whom thou servest continually, able to deliver thee from the lions? And I could imagine that as the king went and, and cried out with the stone over the den, and he, Daniel, is the God that you serve, did he save you? And after the king spoke, he, he was quiet as he listened to, to see whether he would hear just the lions in there just burping from a full meal. He didn't know what type of answer to expect. Then Daniel said unto the king, O king, live forever. My God hath sent his angel and hath shut the lion's mouths, that they have not hurt me for as much as before him innocency was found in me. And also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt. Daniel said, I haven't done anything to deserve this. I haven't done anything to deserve this. Then the king was exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no manner of hurt was found upon him because he believed in his God. And the king commanded and they brought those men which had accused Daniel and they cast them into the den of lions. And understand this, they cast them into the den of lions, their children and their wives. And the lions had the mastery of them and break all their bones in pieces or ever they came at the bottom of the den. Now, according to the dictionary, a den has several definitions, two of of, of which is number one is the shelter or retreat of a wild animal. That's the 
traditional lion's den. The second is what we are more used to in our homes, the living space that we call the den. And it's, it's a secluded room for study or relaxation. I'm going to go into the den and watch television. And I want to focus today on verse 10 of that sixth chapter of the book of Daniel. And here when Daniel had heard and understood that the law had been passed, that whoever was to make petition to anyone other than the king for the next 30 days would be cast into the lion's den. And, and trust me, Daniel understood what it meant to be cast into the lion's den. It meant in normal terms that you're going to be killed, executed. It was just another form of execution. So here Daniel, knowing and understanding that the law had just been passed, he knew two things. Number one, the law had been passed in essence saying you could not pray to anyone other than the king. That's the first thing Daniel knew. Second thing Daniel knew was it. He was going to pray to God. So Daniel knew two things. The law had just been passed that if he prayed to anyone other than the king, he was going to be executed. And number two, he was going to pray to someone other than the king. So that meant by the natural corollary and by logical conclusion, he was getting ready to be executed. But I want you to read in verse 10 what Daniel did. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, knew that this was his execution document, he went into his house. And his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. This is the point. You see, if, if, if most of us were getting into a situation where we were about to be executed, oh, we would pray. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that, that's not unusual. We would be praying in prayer and supplication. We would be begging God right and left. Lord, please don't let these executioners come. Don't let these lions eat me up. We would be praying up a stone. But that's not what I want to talk about. You should pray when you have issues. But that's not what I'm talking about. I, I want to show you how a man who, who was facing the lions, who was facing certain destruction, the methods and the steps that he you see. see it says that he prayed three times a day, but it also said he always had been praying three times a day. See, that's one of your first keys. Some of us start praying a whole lot only when we got the lions at the door. See, it said he, he already was praying when he was in charge, when the king had placed him over everyone, when he was number one in the kingdom, only second to the king, he was still praying three times a day. In other words, it said Daniel was praying in the good times. When there was nothing wrong. When his finances were in good shape. When his relationship was in good shape. When his body was in health. He was praying multiple times a day when things were going right. And then he gets the information that he's about to be executed. So if he's already been praying, it's not unusual to expect that he would continue to pray. 
But it's the other thing. You all say the other thing. See, it's the other thing that I want you to understand. Because oftentimes we'll get one thing and we miss the other thing. And oftentimes the other thing is the main thing. And it says this, like this is the other thing. And it says, and gave thanks before his God. Can you imagine? You just found out that what you are doing for God is is liable to get you executed. And it says he gave thanks before his God just as he had done before. It did not change his thankfulness one bit because the lions were at the door. And I want to talk to you from the subject of the den of thanks. And it's oftentimes the missing ingredient that we have that we fail to thank God. And in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, you have to turn, it says, In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. When the lions come, is that counted everything? That's part of everything. Saying everything, give thanks. So even when the lions were coming to Daniel, he prayed as he always had. And he gave thanks as he always had. And people often, we're missing both of those keys. We're not praying and we're not giving thanks. And when the lion comes... That's why if you want what a man has, you need to be, you need to do what that man is doing. So you need to understand, everyone wants to be delivered out of their den, but they don't want to do what Daniel did. So if you want to be delivered from the lion, look at how a man who was delivered, because understand this, one man was delivered, but more men were eaten. See, and not only were the other men eaten, they were eaten. Their wives were eating, and their children. Now, now that's rough. I, I'll admit that's rough. That's a but. It's, it's reality. When the man doesn't do right, the wife get eaten up, and the children. It's a spiritual and a natural principle. It may sound mean. It may sound rough. I didn't write the rule. All I'm telling you is what's written. When they didn't do right, the man got eaten up. That's why, ladies, you better be real careful about who you marry. Because if you marry a rascal and ain't going to do right, you'll end up with the lions at your door. So, the man got eaten up, the wife got eaten up, and the children got eaten up. But Daniel, the minority, was in there praying as he always had and giving thanks as he always had it. And this message came to me while I was in the wilderness. I just came back from a camp up in Michigan. And I took my son there for a week. It's a Christian camp. And it's called Camp Barakel. If you want to go to, you can read about it on the web. It's C-A-M-P-B-A-R-A-K-E-L dot com. So you can go to campbarakel dot com and read about it. But I was there. And I was at the camp, and I had, it's on 350 acres in the wilderness. And as I was, they have a 70-acre lake, and I was one day, after I got through working, because I was working, I was working construction while I was there. I was out there hammering and sewing and 
digging. And I mean, I was working in 90 degree heat all week long. So during the break, I was walking around the lake. And every day, I have the accountant at my office to page me with the deposit from my company because I need to keep track of how much money comes in so I can always keep track of money and bills and that kind of stuff. So every day she pages me with the deposit and, and it'll come through on my telephone. I'll, I'll have my phone with me and it'll beep and I'll be able to pull it out and look at it and there will be the deposit amount. And I was walking around the lake deep in the wilderness and the page rang. I took my phone and I looked at it and there was a deposit and I said that's a pretty decent deposit turn the phone off put it back up and God spoke to me he said you ought to be thanking me for the deposit every day and, and I and see like I said people this, this stuff is real and, and the minute he spoke it, he told me two things he said you ought to be thanking me for the deposit every day and he said when you change your face I'll change your deposit he said I'll take it to another level and, and here I was see every day I looked at that deposit and I would say ooh that's a good deposit it ain't so good a deposit it's a good deposit it ain't so good a deposit. It's a medium sized deposit. It's a large deposit. It's a small deposit. Every day. Then I go look at the deposit. Never once did I thank God for that deposit. You all are doing the same things with your check because that's your deposit. And every week or every two weeks or every first and the fifteenth that you get your check, what you are doing is you say, mm, it's a good check. You folk ain't here paying me enough. You, 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 you set up a big check, it's a little check. But, but very rarely do we ever, when the deposit comes in, say, thank you, Lord, for that which thou hast given me. But let the check get cut off. Lord, help me. Lord, please help me get Let the check get cut off. We need to do like Daniel. Daniel prayed multiple times. Not just one, not just two seconds before you go to bed. He prayed multiple times. Three times a day. And he thanked God. Three times a day. So I, I, and, and the thing hit me. See, because any time you are in error in one direction, you in error in some other direction. Putting, if you would, would you come down here for just a second? Bring George down here. Come on down here. See, it just, it, it hit me. Not only, see, any time you are in error in one direction, you in error in some other direction. I had some other stuff I hadn't thanked God for. And it changed my prayer life. And I pray an hour every day. But oftentimes our prayers, we need to start and it will change your whole vibration. It will change your whole outlook on life. If you start thanking God for some stuff instead of stop complaining and asking God for some more stuff. And if you start thanking God, it will start to, and he can take you to another level. And he can take you just like Daniel and he can get some of them lions and tie the mouths of the devourer. But we've got to understand some things and we've got to change some attitudes. And we have to become more thankful as a permanent 
change of mind. And I realized what God spoke unto me. He didn't even say money. He said, you need to thank me for the deposit every day. Deposit is not just money. Because all you, you got stuff God has deposited in your life. And you ain't even thanked him for it. And one of the first things I had to start thanking God for. First thing I start thinking of, I start thanking God for putting. Do, do you do you know? Do you know that's a blessing? Because I've got a good wife. Now, now many of you all on TV, you have never seen my wife before, but you've heard me talk about her. This is Puddin' and this is George. Hold up George so they can see George. This is George. This is Puddin' and this is George. Let me tell you some stuff. I'm getting ready to tell you some stuff. I'm running out of time on television, but this stuff getting deep. Let me tell you why even I had to just thank Puddin'. I was engaged before to be married, long before I met Putin, about 15 years before I met Putin. My ex-fiance called me over a year ago. She called me at the office and she said, she said, she called me Nate because that's what I was called back then. She said, Nate, she said, I had a real bad dream about you. She says, I, I just want to come and see if you all right. Because I just, just woke me up on the I just had a real bad dream about you. I said, well, just write down the dream. Just email it to me. Because my email address right there on air, you find it easy. I said, so just eat. And, see, so, and I'll see if I can't get the key of the dream. And she emailed me the dream. And in the dream, basically, I was in bad shape with it boiled down to. But I then got the key. And I called her and I told her. I said, I know the key to the dream. She said, what is it? I said, what day is it? She was just quiet. She said, couldn't. I said, what day is it? She said, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. It was the day we were to be married. I said, what the meaning of the dream is, I'd have been in bad shape. <laughs> so, so, I mean, I thank God for putting because I would have been in bad my time is out I thank you for joining us here today at Brothers of the Word because brother you need the word and I am telling you people this principle of thanks it will change your life and you need to be thankful for the deposit that God has placed in your life. And, and now at the beginning of my prayer in morning and at night, I, I, I go to thanking God. I thank God for my wife and I call out each one of my children. And then I, I go to thanking God just even for the characteristics of my wife. My wife, she got, stand up and let them just see you, put. Let them just see you. Stand up. I, and I tell putting, I said, putting. I put in kept I put looking good and, and, and I'm telling you, I, I'm serious about it. She got, but I'm serious. I said, I'm serious. Putin is 38 years old and Putin can still pass for 20. So I and I, I thank God for that. So I got a whole lot of stuff. Cause let me tell you, Pastor could have been in bad shape. So God and go down the list and, and people when you start thanking God God will be able to take your stuff to another level
And even with just the monetary deposit that comes into your life, even beyond thanking God, and, and, and I, I go to thanking Putin, and I thank Putin for all she's done. I, I just thank Putin, and I thank Putin for the babies and all that kind of stuff. And, 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 and Putin does so much. I thank Putin for all that. And, and I, and I, it, it just makes a difference because you need to thank some people. And let me tell you, let me give you just a key, just even with your job and your money. It's going to sound funny, but if you do it long enough, it'll change some stuff. You need to think who you're getting your check from. And I'm your pastor, well, how often should I do that? Every time you get a check? What? That's crazy. Every time you get a check? Every time you get a check. If you just, now let me tell you, and, and for those of you who are in business, it takes about three minutes to write out a thank you note, put it in an envelope, address it, and put a stamp on it. Do you know if you just spent one hour a month and sent all of your customers a thank you note? Do you know what that'll do to change your... Most folks, they say, shoot, I'm, I'm doing the service. I'm giving them the product. I don't need to thank them. If you just thanked people... It would even take your business to another level. And every time you got a check from your job, if you went into your boss or to the company and just had a little note every week or every two weeks or the first and the fifteenth, and write on it what you want, you don't have to take much time. You can do it in sixty seconds. I just thank you for the check that's helping to take care of my family. I appreciate you so much. Such and such. I know some of you said, Pastor, that, that nobody else. Listen, nobody else was saved from the lions either. That's why all of this stuff is based on a remnant and a minority. The majority never get it. So just because no one else is doing it has nothing to do with you because no one else was saved from the lions. So just imagine that the company has to make a layoff because it happens. So that a man got to sit up there and decide who to lay off. He got 50 folk in his department. 25 got to go. One person been sending him a thank you note every week. <laughs> One person been sending him a thank you note. Now, now, the job they doing may be the same as the job somebody else doing. They may be equal performance, absolutely equal. One person thanking him every week. And one person ain't said a word. Which one do you think he's going to lay off? So, so you never know what the power of thanks will do. And the same thing goes that even when it's time for promotion and it was time for a raise. And all, which one do you think they're going to be? And, and see, one thing that you have to understand, people, is that most decisions, even in the business world, not logical, it's emotional. A lot of that stuff is based on how folks feel about you. And it's not logical. Bottom line, a lot of that stuff, all sales is based on emotion. That stuff is based on emotion. And there's something about a person who is thankful that they will have more favor than one who is not. So if you can just take that key. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. And, and it's a blessing. See, he, if y'all want amen, he will. Then you hear that? There is something in just the power of giving thanks. And this is a key. And you need to do this, people. 
on a regular basis, not just with God. Some of y'all, y'all ain't thanking mama. You ain't thanked them in 20 years. All they've done for you, you can depend on it. And, and, and you say, well, I don't need to thank them. They gave my mother. Why not? If God is your father and he wants things, what makes you think your earthly mama and your earthly father didn't want it? Some of us, we haven't even thanked our parents who birthed us and born us and carried us through all this stuff. See, some of this stuff is basic, people. But we just don't do it because we have, and that's why I had to tell you where this message came from, because I wasn't doing it. And that's why, that's one of the reasons of being able to hear from God, but you got to do it once you hear it. So he can send it through me, so now you don't have to hear it direct from God, I'm telling you, but you still have to do it. And there are people in your world, and people in your life, that you need to thank on a regular basis. See, some of you hear the message, you go out and you thank someone one time, and that's going to be... Daniel was praying and thanking multiple times every day. These are some of the keys that will keep the lion away. From your door. The power of thanks. And the den of thanks. Whether it's the lion's den. Or the den of relaxation. Whether you're at the top. Or think you're at the bottom. No matter where you are. No matter what appears to be happening. Thank God. And it will change. And do you know this? Even in the worst situation. There's something to be thankful for. Even that's why the verse says, in everything give thanks. Now you have to understand the verse and what it's talking about. Because it's not talking about in everything. It's basically mean in everything give thanks when you are in Christ and in the will of God. Because you can be snorting cocaine and going, you know, taking your big line of cocaine to about Thank you, Lord. <laughs> that's not what it's talking about. So it doesn't mean in everything. It means in everything when you are in the will of God and when you are following Christ. You can go out and solicit a prostitute and get through to my thank you, Lord. That is not what he meant. It is when you are in the will of God and when you are in the will of God. See, Daniel, because he was excellent in what he was doing. See, there's no need... If the lion comes to your door saying you're about to lose your job and you haven't been excellent. See, they couldn't find any fault with him. That's why you have to have the keys of how a man was spared. That's why the king didn't even king. The king couldn't even sleep. The man was so good, the king couldn't even sleep. Kings that cut off all my music. I can't sleep. I can't eat. This man's so good. Do you know people sometimes, you need to be such so good to somebody, the thought of them losing you. See, see. usually most people fall into one or two categories by the thought of losing somebody. I mean, <laughs> I don't even need to explain that. <laughs> most people will fall into one or two categories on the thought of losing them. You need to be in the category when the thought of them losing you, they 
can't even sleep is they turn my music off. I can't even eat. Lord, I will lose it. Lord, I will lose it. That's the way you need to be. Not that other kind. Well, when they're going to lose it, shoot, they get a bad quick going. <laughs> but it is a den of thanks, people. Who are you going to thank today? Today. Because every one of us has a list. And on that list is a whole bunch of folks that we have not thanked. I first of all want to thank you for attending the ark. I want to thank you for coming out and support. I want to thank you for supporting us with your presence, supporting us with your tithes and offerings. I want to thank you for doing it. And they say, well, Pat, you want to be thanked. You ain't getting paid. Look, look, on every issue of Mountain Wings, do you know what the last line says? Thank you for inviting us into your inbox. Every issue. Folk ain't paid a quarter for it. But that's not the point. There is a ministry, and it benefits people and it helps. Do you know it helps you when someone thanks you? There's a warm glow that goes over you, and yet when you do something for someone, and it's not even that you do the thing for thanks, but when you are thanked, it helps you. And I'll tell you a situation I had with my company. We had a lot of increases on some things, so I had, that's why I get my deposit emailed every day, so I can look at the budget. So we, we were having some serious Increases, insurance has skyrocketed. So I said, look, in order to keep things in balance, I've got to trim some stuff. And I help a lot of people. And I had on my list all of these expensive of unnecessary things that I did not have to do. And I went into prayer and I said, Lord, I said, I said, what? I said, of the list of the unnecessary things and the, and the people who I don't have to help, I said, Lord, who do I keep and who do I cut off? You know what God told me? He said, remove everyone who has not properly thanked you. I said, whoa. And there was one lady who I was helping. some old lady. And her husband had died. He was in ministry. And a whole lot of preachers, you know, sent her cards and all this stuff. But I started paying the lady's house note. That lady was on the list. I had been doing it for nearly a year. And she had never said a word. He said, cut off everybody who has not properly thanked you. I said, whoa. People, you need to have a spirit and an attitude of thanks to God but also to people. Because that's just like, you know, what Jesus said, look, if you have, if you don't love the brother who you can see, so if you haven't thanked the folk who you can see, because everything that God will do for you, the majority of it, he has to send through people. In my company, I will periodically send out letters just thanking them for being a good customer. Even though I'm providing product for them, I thank them because if they didn't buy my product, I would have no deposit. And see, I have to thank God for the deposit, but I thank the customer too. You need to thank God and you need to thank the people in your life. And there's not a person in here who doesn't have multiple people who has helped us 
And we ain't said a word. And you need to do this thing just like Daniel. The world is a one-time shot. God is a continual. So that's why I said today's message should bring within you a lifetime change, not just a temporary thing. Not just for today, not just for this week. Ten years from now, you still. Even, even when you're at a restaurant, the waitress comes and you say, I leave them a tip. Do you know what it'll do to the waitress if you just say, look, I just want to thank you for just the excellent service. Because no other customers do it. They're always thanking you for coming to eat. And, and, and that's always the rationale. Look, I don't need to thank them. I'm helping them. I'm leaving them a tip. <laughs> that is the difference between those who have the mind of Christ and the rest of the world. You must understand if you want to be like Daniel, Daniel was in there by himself. The other folk in there, they had the men, their wives, and their children. They had plenty of company. They had plenty of company. Daniel was in there by himself. So many of the, I guarantee you right now, if you start sending a note to your company or to your boss, thanking them for every check, you're going to be the only note going in. I can just about guarantee that you will be the only Daniel in the bunch. I can just about guarantee you that. But you may be the only one. And that man, if you have to go to, and if he has to narrow down to where he's got. No employee but him and one other employee left. Which one do you think he's going to keep? This, this, this lady him been sending me a thank you note for the last five years. I, I'm used to them things. <laughs> they make my day. I'm going to keep her on staff just for the note. <laughs> may sound crazy, but it's real. See, I'm, I'm giving you some. This ain't no high... This ain't no high stuff. This ain't no laying no hands on you. I'm giving you some stuff that will change your world that you can do. You may not be able to go in there and lay hands on my raise the dead. I'm giving you some stuff you can do. You can do this. You can thank folk and you can keep thanking folk. It'll make a difference in your relationship. See, most of us, instead of Thinking in the relationship, we thunking. You know how you take something and hit it, thunk. See, see, most of the time, instead of thinking, we thunking, and we banning folk over. You are not to do this. You doing this. You doing this. You are not to do this. Hey, have this. <laughs> if we spent and just focused on thinking, and, and you'd be surprised how how how. You'd be surprised what you, you can thank God for and thank, thank just your mate for. I, 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 just put, I just be thinking, putting, I think putting a breast milk good. I mean, you'd be surprised. It's a thousand things. Because you know some folks' breath be bad. I, just, I said, putting, I just think your breath is sweet. When Putin wake up in the morning, her breath, if she doesn't wake up with bad breath, her breath just sweet in the morning. So, so you know, it's, it's a thousand things that you can thank people for. And it adds spice and sugar to your relationship. It's the den of thanks. Whether it be a lion's den or the den of relaxation. 
God wants to take you and your world to another level. So he's giving you a key today. Praise and thanks and prayer. Not just to him, but to your brethren. And you'll be surprised what a change that will make up and out. It will change your world by your heads. Dear Father, we simply pray that upon this day that this word shall take root. And dear Father, the people shall see the truth of what has been spoken. And even further than seeing, they'll feel this thing. And they'll know. And from this point forward, it shall never be the same. Lord, we pray that this is placed and put in action. That you may be more glorified under men. And by our actions, people will be able to see the glory of Christ. And they will be able to say, this is truly how a Christian should be. In thy son Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen, amen. And I just want to thank you all for listening.